Hi, welcome to this Property Life podcast. My name is Mark Winship. I'm a property investor, coach, and mentor. Thanks for tuning in for this very special panel show episode celebrating the 2020 Olympic Games. With a background in high-performance sports coaching myself, I've always been fascinated by the pursuit of excellence and the idea that skills and habits that lead to success in one area of life can be transferred to help us to achieve our goals in another area. To help me examine the link between elite sport and property investing, I'm joined by former professional football player Gary Wales, who now runs his own very successful property company with his wife, Michelle, and Caroline Claydon, who's a font of knowledge and experience when it comes to the mindset involved in successful property investing. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did recording it. Let's get going. Hey everybody, welcome to this special Olympics-themed episode of the podcast. Inspired by Team GB smashing it over in Tokyo, we've pulled together our very own sports-based panel to talk about what we can learn from the Olympians and how elite sport translates into property investing. We've got some decent sporting credentials on our panel this morning. A couple of us have retired from the world of elite sport now but Caroline I think you've had a second wind haven't you you've come out of retirement back on the tennis court again is that right I have tried to come back out of retirement but I would say elite is quite far from the description of my skill base right now there's a lot of rust that I need to work my way through but I'm enjoying getting back into it you you don't realize how much you miss it until you yeah absolutely and um, we've got uh, Gary, Gary Wells with us this morning as well. So ex-former uh, professional football player. So it's going to be great to get your insight, Gary, as well, into kind of what you feel has translated across from your sports career into, into the world of property investment. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, great. I'm, I'm fine. I've, uh, I've been up and ready quite early. Got my gym in, got all my cold shower routine, as Caroline knows. I uh, hope you're still doing that, by the way. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going to go for the day. <laughs> and of course, Mark, you're being very, very uh, modest. Your your tennis career has been phenomenal. It's been basically, well, you're a business for you, an income for you, as well as you know a passion of yours. So you're definitely in the well, elite. What- category what do they say if you can't do teach isn't isn't that what they say <laughs> so yeah my, my experience of elite sport has been through um through through others I guess and and, and training youngsters on on the sort of uh, world stage and, and 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 the tennis court so um and and I, I always I have always found the um the, the pursuit of excellence fascinating you know and um you know, we'll 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 pull this round to the Olympics in a sec in in a second. But I just think it's fascinating what goes into the success we see on the TV or that that pinnacle performance that we see, you know, at, at the peak of things. So I think it's it's a fascinating area, and there are so many things that we can translate from sport, for example, into what we're all currently involved in now in in property investing. So I think it's um it's a really really interesting area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've just absolutely loved seeing these these athletes bring all their hard work for, and you can tell for in some cases decades together. And then this is like the pinnacle. This is it, the Olympic medal chase. Um, and I loved some of the the interviews I, I've watched, where you know there was 
a particular athlete that said, we're not here for silver or bronze. Like silver bronze is not what we're here for. We're here for gold. Yeah. Um, in, other, in other categories, you've got people who would be just delighted with, with any medal. So yeah. uh, there's quite quite an array of, of mindsets out there, depending yeah. on how much experience they've got, I guess. I think well, you're I right. Think, I think well, that's guys. exactly it. Yeah, it's just, you know, most, most of us, you know, we, we really should be singles anyway that are almost unattainable anyway, you know, just to, you, you almost project too far. And I think that's the way these guys expect to show up. And every time it's just gold, 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 you know, personal bests and all that. So I think, I think you, it's, a, it's a mindset that you definitely want to be taken from these guys, you know. Um, they just show up every day and they're just expecting the very best. And as long as you can do that, you know, like feel like you're giving yourself the best effort in every sort of vehicle that you're in, then, you know, you, it's, it's a compound exercise, isn't it? You get you get the rewards at the end. Yeah, and that's a that's a skill we can learn from, right? Their ability to really visualize success. I don't think I've heard a single interview yet with any of the athletes on the Olympics where they haven't mentioned. And I know it's a little bit of a cliche, but they haven't talked about the fact they've dreamed about this moment every day for mm -hmm. four years. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and possibly longer. And but I I genuinely believe that that's true and and i think that's a skill that we can all learn from as well in terms of just having that really clearly defined target and vision that drives you because i think you're right caroline about you know it's tip of the iceberg stuff isn't it what what we're seeing you know when you see max whitlock performing that routine the way he did first up you know nobody to sort of feed off he's just got to go out there and just nail it and just hit his personal best you know he's he's being driven by his own vision his own pursuit of excellence and Absolutely. it's just fascinating to think about what's gone into him putting that whatever I don't know how long the routine was two minutes whatever it was <laughs> what has gone into that and that is the tip of the iceberg and I think you can really translate that in into property as well and it's very easy to look at investors who might be a little bit further down the road than you and have got a you know a thriving portfolio and and it's tempting to well it, it's all right for you it, you know it's it, whereas actually understanding the day-to-day -day actions the consistency the relentless pursuit of your goals you know it's 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 very very similar is it doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what the output is at the end of it the discipline is the same and it's, yeah, it's, the, it's, when, it's when you're not in the limelight as well. It's not when you're, you know, out and about with people. It's it's what are you doing when no one's watching, isn't yeah. it? As well, yeah, very much a lot, lot to so do with true. that. Yeah, so true. Yeah, that that's where it's that's where you build the the foundation, isn't it? That that's where the yeah. success really comes from. Is is mm. is from like you say when nobody's watching, as opposed to just pulling it out of the bag you know, at the last minute, it's, um, you know, the, the success that those guys are having in the level of excellence that they've achieved doesn't happen by accident. Mm. No. You know, yeah. that, that is not a fluke. That is something that they've dedicated their lives to. Yeah. And, and it's an absolute leveler in terms of people's backgrounds. So I think you, you touched on something there, Mark, where you said, when you look at an investor who's got, an, you know, a an established portfolio some people say it's okay for you you got in at the right time or you yeah, knew yeah. Or you had money yeah. if you look at the olympians um you could say well that it, it that doesn't count at all because you've got someone who was a chef four years ago in manchester now with a gold medal in bm uh is it the bmx yeah. Yeah. um and 
you know, from all walks of life, all backgrounds, regardless of what they have at the beginning, there's some, you know, maybe someone that they just put themselves in the company of that inspired them to then just take a different path and yeah. keep driven to achieve something. I saw an interview with one of the female boxers and she said something along the lines of, you know, I was a bad kid, you know, I got in with the, the kind of wrong crowd. And if I can be here on the world stage in women's boxing, uh, having, you know, been a bit of a, you know, dodgy background then anyone can do it and you can you can really you know I find I find the Olympics really quite emotional because you see the what it means to them the passion yeah. behind the celebrations that's when I get all choked up you know yeah. when I saw the the Qatari and the Italian high jumpers yeah they're the gold it was like that was an amazing oh, moment yeah <laughs> excited for both of them you can see that collaboration are just fantastic just incredible because they will have competed against each other over and over again world championships and all sorts and then to get on you know this olympic stage together yeah share the world is just brilliant really good yeah it's great the way it brings people together isn't it i remember the 2012 olympics we were actually heading out for a meal with friends when jessica ennis was was running her final event and um the, the taxi driver was actually waiting outside when when we were waiting for her to to step up. So we actually got the trap the taxi driver in. Come on, come on, what he sat on the sofa with us, and we were all just screaming at the TV. It was brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fantastic. Um, I, I think that um, I particularly enjoy the track and field events because you know my background, obviously, being through tennis, which is a gladiatorial sport. It's it's combat in a sense. Mm -hmm we would often try and pull examples of the way that the culture within track and field events in, and I think you alluded to it, Gary, earlier when you talked about personal best, they have a personal best culture. It's very mm -hmm. single-minded, not comparing themselves to anybody else, stay in your own line and run your own race. Yeah. And, and, and actually that again is, um, is quite a unique mindset. And I think we can take a lot from that. You know, we're in yeah. a, an industry now where, and you look at things like social media where comparisons with other people and the temptation to get distracted and pulled in different directions is, is, is bigger than it's ever been. So having that kind of personal best approach. And when you hear these guys interview, yes, they, they want a gold medal or, you know, they want a podium finish, but they're almost just as driven by their personal best. And then they're almost like, well, whatever happens, happens. If I can get my personal best, that's all I can Absolutely. control. I can't control whether I get a medal. I can't control what the person in the lane next to me does. Mm -hmm. But if I if I dedicate myself to my own process and I control what I've got control over, then I trust that the outcome will follow that. And I think that's Absolutely. a great lesson for all of us as well. Yeah, it's me it's measured in, isn't it, in increments. That's that's exactly it. You know, well, you get there in the end, isn't it? It's just a case of can you beat what I've currently done. You know, and we, that's, we should take, you know, great, great note from that. There's a different sort of mentality when it comes to team sports, I suppose, you know, with, um, you know, you, you probably do a lot more analysis on, on what, what other people are doing. But yeah. when it's individual, it's just a case of, you know, almost like KPIs and measuring what, what did I do last week activity wise? How can I perform that a little bit better this week? And yeah. it, you know, it does stack up at the end. What well, was, was that phrase from GB Cycling, wasn't it? Marginal gains. 
yeah. you know, from the from the the GB and from the twenty twelve, yeah. and they were just trying to find any little edge over the competition. Yeah. And I think again, you know, I, I find that quite fascinating and quite inspiring. You know, when you look at your own day to day routine and you think, what what can I do just to give myself two percent yeah. edge over the person I was yesterday? Yeah. You know, and it, it's it's not about you know making these kind of overnight revolutionary changes it's about routine it's about discipline and it's about mm. just make small changes that can make massive differences in in your yeah. outcomes yeah yeah every single one of the interviews with the olympians they've all had a similar message yeah. and that's i think what's really really powerful is that while they're all in different disciplines they're all effectively as one doing very, very similar things. They're surrounding themselves with people who can help them reach the absolute best. And they're dedicated and persistent with the actions that they take. Um, they have support from family and friends and uh, maybe even funding. Um, and, and they just never give up. They're absolutely relentless with the, the, the goal and the vision of what they're doing all for. Yeah. Even when the message, the, me the message is always the same, isn't it? Like you say, Caroline, it's always almost you know verbatim what you get out of each elite athlete. It's literally down to. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. Discipline and how hard they've worked and the team that's been around them, the support they've been given from their family. And when you, when you speak to investors, you know, sometimes people are looking for the secret of what, what is the difference. And it's, it's nothing, you know, it's, it's complete transparency. We've all got the same stuff to work with. And if you just focus on that, you know, it's just focus on it really well. And, you know, that just sets you apart, you know. Many you know, the gas. I find that really interesting. I, I like watching the, um, the, the highlight show at the end of each day because they always do the interview back with the family and they show the footage of the family celebrating, yeah. uh, you know, watching and all that sort of, and these are in a lot of cases, highly individual sports or what you would classify as highly individual sports. And what that really shows is the significant team that, that surrounds those, those athletes. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's, that's, that's a fascinating part of the, the process. And, we had that experience recently. You know, we recently launched a block of service departments and, you know, property can be uh, quite a lonely exercise 
at times. And we had quite a take stock moment when we launched these apartments. It was a big push to get them over the finish line. And we, we invited a load of our team over to obviously see the finished product. And we took them out for a drink afterwards. And it was a real sort of just sit back and go, do you know what? There's a load of fantastic people that have all chipped in and contributed to making this a success. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's, that's so true of, of the Olympic sports. It's, it's, it's one person delivering the performance on the day and they have got to step up and get it done. And it, it's, it's on their shoulders, if you like, but the, the weight of support and, and, and the team, you know, you can't do it on your own. And yeah, I, yeah. I think that's so true of, of property investing as well. That network, that support, the, the one thing that I've witnessed through the students that have been training over the last, well, pandemic, through the pandemic, is people are far more aware now that they need help and support. I think yeah. before pandemic, uh, people were a bit blasé, like, eh, I can go onto a Facebook group or whatever, ask questions. Yeah. But because of that isolation that the pandemic's brought, people are far more aware of actually, I think being around others that are doing this and, mm. and being able to ask their ask questions of them, they are now recognizing the importance of that and, and, and how powerful it can be in your investments that you have that sort of safety net of people that are a bit more experienced to, to help you. Yeah. Um, it's a good realization. I think this pandemic's really shaken a lot of people up. There's been a lot of fear um out there but having that network support of people that are more experienced yeah really really help you yeah yeah absolutely and it, and it is it is the network isn't it again you've got oh, did you watch the bmx the bmx yeah. event and, and and um the the sort of and that's a that's essentially a new sport to the olympics isn't it so they're breaking new ground here mm -hmm. and both the um, it was Charlotte Worthington, I forget the chap's name who got bronze, I think, in the end. But yeah. they very much were um, leaning on each other and crediting each other for inspiring each other along the way. And it's that same thing, isn't it? Like stay close to the fire, surround yourself with people doing the same thing that you're doing, and you can you can feed off of each other. And mm -hmm. I, I, I thought that was a really inspiring message. And we were talking before we jumped on the the recording this morning, Gary. You were talking about mentors and, and the fact that these people keep referring back to someone significant wasn't it within their their journey yeah yeah and there's always one or two people that have been key figures isn't it to get you where you've where you've got to and i guess if yeah. you find that relatable to to property there's it's it's definitely it's it's either been a circumstance you find yourself in to take the first step into it and then, of yeah. course, when you're involved in it, you know it's it's who pulls you up, and it's inevitably a, a mentor or a coach. So, um, it's, yeah. it's so you know it's they're indispensable to to your progress. I think, yeah. it's, like like you said earlier, Caroline, about the, the whole the whole you know group thing. You know, there's always a there's always a question floating around your head that you just you're always you're talking to yourself about it. But the minute you can get that out into the community. You know, it really just it gets it gets all the juices flowing and and yeah. it, you know can grow arms and legs. Yeah, I saw a female a female boxer. It was all about her grand. It was all about her grand for her grand. And yeah. I thought that was quite different because again, like you say, people are always like my coach or you know yeah. like a mentor. But there's someone that obviously is means so much to them in their heart that they're like driven to you know make their grand proud. But I read a really interesting article 
um, and it'd be interesting to take your, get your take on this because you'll both have maybe experience of this. But there was an article about how the rowing team have a new coach and about four years ago they you know huge amount of medals that uh, the rowing gb rowing team got they had this german trainer who was like an absolute tyrant he was sacrificed your entire life for this and that's what he expected of his athletes and the result phenomenal amount of medals now I think there was something political going on in the background and he was basically ousted and they've got a new guy and the medal hall this year is yeah. very, very poor in comparison. Um, what is your take? I mean, the way that the article was written was basically the hard-nosed guy is the guy that we need. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, soft, the soft kind of snowflake guy yeah. is not what we need. What is, I mean, do you think people respond really well to this whole do or die thing is is that entirely necessary for success or do you think a mixture of nurture and encouragement but pushing I mean I, I just find it quite fascinating that here was an article being written basically said the reason that we're shit at rowing now is because this guy isn't there anymore a bit like an they refer to him as a, the Alex Ferguson of the rowing world right yeah 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 I think I think I'll like, I think you've got to be receptible to change. I think that's one of the, the things I think you've got to, you know, something that's different. Nobody really likes change, you know, and the, place, the book like Who Moved My Cheese and things like that, you can see that we're all just wanting to be familiar in a certain lane. And I think that's maybe a little bit of that as well. Is like, we know we're getting with this guy. Yes, we're, you know, we're, we're, there's blood, sweat and tears, but we've got the medals to back it. And it's just yeah. maybe just just the, the mind switch again could be one of the big you know difficulties there. So if if, that, if I think there could be a lot of you know if you could take if you could sort of almost look into the mind side of it and change the mindset, then I think they would be halfway there. You know because the rest of the physicality stuff is should be a formality really. You know, yeah. I don't yeah. know what you, what you think, Mark. I think one of the things I've noticed, um, actually, from a, a, a property angle, one of the things I've noticed from the people that I've been uh, fortunate enough to have been able to speak to through this podcast is that the consistent trait that keeps coming out for me is the absolute refusal to make excuses. Mm. And, and, and I, you know, I think that 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 comes across. I think with with in the world of elite sport as well. You know, and and that's what that's the role of the the coach is. And there are ways to deliver that. It's not like you have to yeah. be, you know, you have to be a complete ogre with it. But there is that really pragmatic kind of no excuses. Yeah. You know, get it done. This is your responsibility. Take ownership. You know, all that side of things. Um, it's like it's it's like the the other elephant in the room with the Olympics at the moment is the whole Simone Biles. Um, yep. scenario isn't it and and yep. the fact that uh, you know that's that's really divided people in terms yep. of the fact that she um, opted out based on the fact that her mind wasn't in the right place and a lot of people would argue that well that's part and parcel of, of what you're doing and, and, and where you're at and, you know yep. that, that that's been a really fascinating debate that that's come out of it as well and is that is that a sign of a sort of um 
a, a changing generation, if you like, and the way people see mental health and mental yeah. welfare, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. which clearly is is, uh, is is critical, is a very important area. But what does yeah. that do to <clears throat> the extreme pursuit of things like elite sport, where yeah. it's about being, it's about not being normal. You yeah. know, it mm-hmm. is about by definition, it's being extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, I. Is that is that uh, a, a good enough reason to not to you know to step out of, of the ring? Because there'll be plenty of other people who've had to go through a, a similar process, and you push through it, and you know it's a yeah. difficult one. It's yeah, a really difficult one. I, yeah, I mean, I just feel for her teammates, right? So if she's if she's competing in a final and she pulls out, it affects other people. Yeah. Um, that that is tough and interestingly I, I had a conversation with a friend who's a GP and she said I think this whole talking about mental health is fantastic absolutely yeah. brilliant that we're talking about it more but the future generation are not going to be able to decipher between nerves and anxiety and yeah. you know you know, if they're feeling nervous about an exam or or maybe a, a competition did you hear but, what um Novak Djokovic said Novak Djokovic said exactly, almost exactly what you said. He was asked about the Simone Biles situation, and he said, um, "There's a difference between um, pressure and stress. Yeah, stress is bad. You know, pressure is a privilege, and it's what we have uh, worked hard to, to put ourselves in in that situation. Yeah, um, and and there's a, there's a difference between the two, and that's where." It sets an interesting precedent for, for elite sport, doesn't it? Because, you know, in many ways, um, that's, that, that is the arena, that is the environment in which you need to bring your performance. So, you know, I think back to my work coaching youngsters coming through into elite sport themselves, and it was a daily conversation around, you might not feel your best. You, you know, you might not feel 100% or have your mind in the right place, you've still got to get out there and, and get yeah. it done. You know, as you and, said, Mark, that's what sets, that's what sets these guys apart, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's still getting out there, whether you feel like it or not. Anyone can, anyone property. can perform when you're feeling at the top of your game, right? It's what you yeah. do when you're not feeling great. It's what you do when yeah. you're, you know, on, on, on the normal days, if you like, you know, we always talked about um, your success in your career is based on your seven out of 10. Because you, you're going to have times when you you perform at ten out of ten, but it's it doesn't happen yeah. that often. Yeah. You know, when, when we really, really, you know, just put everything out there. Most days we'll be forming at seven out of ten. So how good is your normal? How good is your seven out of ten when you're not, you know, feeling absolutely hundred percent? But are you able to go out there and get it done? Mm. Always show up. That's the motto, isn't it? Always show up. That's the kind of yeah. Wet. There's those days when you just. You know, you would rather just stay under the in <laughs> the duvet, um, but just show up. You know, it's just just a case of building and building and building. That will always it will always work in your favour at the end. And you know, there is those days, but you know, you've got to keep going. Just keep going, guys. And the the Olympics teaches just a lot about the ups and downs, doesn't it? And dealing with adversity. And there's always a story, you know, whether it's within the event itself or whether it's within the background of the. Um, uh, yeah. of the athlete and yeah. again I use that example of uh, Charlotte Worthington in the BMX event who tried that I don't remember the name was it like a reverse backflip double whatever it was never been done in competition before 
um, stacked it on the first go and and uh, and fell um, and went back out on that. They get they get two goes and they take the best one, don't they? And it went out and and just and I think the commentators were talking about whether she'd play it safe on the second run and she went straight out and and went for the same thing again and absolutely nailed it. Yeah, and it's interesting because they were talking about how brave that was, and I don't think bravery had anything to do with it. I don't think she knows any different. Like if you, I mean, literally, where does the phrase get back on the bike come from? You know, yeah. she, she'd have been doing that since she was a kid, falling over, smashing her elbows and knees up. And you go and try that, you, you go and try that move again until you get it right. I, I don't think it was bravery. I think it was discipline. I think it was just, that's all she knows is to yeah. get back on the bike, literally, and, and, and just go for it and, and, and do it again. You know, and I think it looks brave to us from the outside. Because you think, oh, I can't imagine having an accident and going straight back and doing it again. But it's yeah. a little bit like property, isn't it? It's like, you know, if you have a negative experience or a deal falls through or you you have an issue with a builder or something else, it's just being able to take that in your stride and just go back out and, mm. and, and get back on the bike again. And I, th- I find those stories, there's, there's a story in almost every medal, isn't there, where they've had some sort of adversity to, to, to get over in order to, to get to the point where they are. Yeah. It's and it just all echoes through to what we've been talking about here on this podcast since it was launched is that, that clarity on well, what's, what are you trying to achieve? Start yeah. with the end in mind, work backwards, persistence and consistency. And, and just far too often do we meet people who want it, maybe don't want it enough and just love a little excuse to themselves. I've been told I can't get mortgages. I can't find any deals. I keep getting outbid. I don't have the time to travel to my investment area. You know, we've heard, we've all heard it, right? Yeah. And and all that says to me is either you don't want it enough. There's not a strong enough reason for you to really, really want this. uh, And you're just not going to cut it. And you're not going to cut it in not just property Mm -hmm. and anything really because if you have that sort of can't do attitude um or that you stumble at the first hurdle then yeah you know you don't deserve wealth you know you have to put some hard yards in at the beginning so you can take the foot off the gas later um what's that phrase it's like do what other people are not willing to do now in order to live your life the way that other people can't something like that anyway um and i think it it, it all does always stem from the fact that they just don't want it enough. They say that they do, but I genuinely don't think they're willing to, to go the, the full yards to, to get it. Yeah. Um, and people don't want to hear that, of course. Uh, you know, I had a guy once say, oh, I can't, uh, I can't find the time to attend that course. And it's like, well, all right, don't then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do you want me to do about that? I, you know, that's... Your problem, you need to come up with a solution on that. And we, we are training people constantly to be property problem solvers because there's yeah. going to be problems all the time. That's just par for the course. Just like yeah. Olympics have injuries, that's just par for the course. And it's just a case of, is that injury going to happen just before the Olympics or a world championships or whatever? Um, these stumbling blocks are in everything and you have to have the, the desire, the need to go, okay, well, that, that's to be expected. Let's just brush ourselves off and, and go forward. I mean, I, I did a social media post after the, the Euros when England took off their silver medal, right? And, you know, everyone lost their minds saying that the English were petulant and bad losers. 
And I was like, no, they weren't there for some medal. And Gary, you can back me up on this, right? Nobody, no football team goes into a competition for a medal. They go in for the cup. They go in for the the glory, right? Yeah. So the fact there's a medal there is like, well, whatever. You know, nobody, no football team goes into a final and goes, well, at least we're getting a medal out of it, a runner's up medal. <laughs> you know, they're like, nah, we're winning this game. Yeah. Uh, it's, that, it's, that was... you, you get you off you get caught up in the moment as well you know it's just a case of that's true emotion you know like you say you're just whilst that you you know people see it as potentially celebrations these guys it's very much like the olympians you know they they getting on the podium at bronze okay that's all it is in their minds but they they they, they came there only to get the, the gold one and it's it's very much the same in any sort of field i mean you should really be saying that you know, in property as well, you know, your goals, it's almost like exceed, exceed it, you know, like we know what we need, we know, we all know what we need, but what's above that, what could you, really, what, let's take the lid off that and what's the limitest possibilities, and that's, that's yeah. really, that's, that's when we really surpass our actual goals that we've, that we've put in paper, you know, yeah. and that's what these guys are doing with, 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 with numbers, whether it's times or or results, you know, it's it's all about right. This is this is my next new PB. But just imagine if I did something unique, you know. And that's guys like Bolt and all that I've done in the past. They're just completely setting new new records. What about the guy with the four minute mile? What was his name again? That was the thing, you know, back was, way back then. What was his name? Bannister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Roger yeah. Bannister. Um, you know, everyone couldn't do the four minute mile until someone did it, and then all of a sudden, like six, yeah. six or seven people, like within a month after, it's just you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's breaking, breaking barriers, breaking barriers, yeah, yeah, that belief. I mean, look, we, we're not saying you have to be absolutely elite, um, in order to be successful in property, you know, it's it's there's a lot that we can learn from it. And we're not saying that you have to be absolutely superstar in property or you're nothing at all. I mean, you can apply the same rules and methodology if you want to be buying, you know, four prop four deals a year. But it's just that the action that's a little bit different to what other people are willing that's to still, do. That's still the tip of your iceberg. Right. You know? and, it, and it's the work that's gone into achieving that. And I think it's like, don't you think that emotional control or the ability to manage your emotions is one of the most underestimated skills in property? <laughs> and I, and, and, and I, I, you know, I think that that's something that not, not that I was ever particularly red hot with that myself on the tennis court, to be perfectly honest. But I think that if I could pick one transferable skill that I've taken from my involvement in sport into property, it's your ability to, ride the roller coaster and, and, and manage your emotions and, and try and be level-headed where maybe everyone else, or what's that phrase, everyone else is around you is, lose, is losing their mind kind of thing. Um, you know, and I think that's that's such an important skill uh, because you will get ups and downs and, and you will have knockbacks and there'll always be a reason not to do something. There'll always be, if, if you want to find an excuse, you'll find it. Yeah. Is the bottom line. But, but equally you will always find examples of people who are out there achieving the success that you want to achieve in the same market conditions that with, with sometimes less of a um, less preferable circumstances than, than, than you've got, you know, no money, no yeah. time, um, you know, seller's market, all, all this sort of stuff, yeah. but they're out there doing it and getting it done. Yeah. Um, 
but sometimes we protect ourselves because we don't want to take ownership and responsibility for it. So we make excuses, you know, and we and we say it's because of this, it's because of that, because we don't want, really want to look inside and go, actually, I'm I'm just getting in my own way here. Yeah, you know, I've I've got to get out of my own way and make this happen. Yeah. What so about your What about your career, Gary? Yourself? What What do you feel that you've taken from how was how was a career in professional sport for you prepare you for property invest, investment do you think I, I it's, it's probably a lot similar to what these guys are saying on their interviews it's, it's a discipline and 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 the whole idea of putting something in your daily routine that builds you up for for that the day ahead yeah. the planning systemizing i mean these are things that you kind of do need to know in, in property because I've actually, you know, when, when we added additional business to, to the property thing just now, it's it was so easy to, you know, yeah. take your eye off one spinning plate and go on to the other one. But it's actually, you know, showing up for those viewings and speaking to those people in the area and, you know, keeping those relationships going with agents and all that. This is all integral to, to this. And the minute you kind of, you, you take your eye off it, you know, you, you find, you know, you've almost, you've lost your funnel or something like that. Um, so I, I think the discipline side of it is, is key. Yeah. Well, I find the, the idea of transferable skills quite empowering. It's a bit like what you were saying, Caroline, about being problem solvers. Yeah. It's quite empowering because you might think, well, I was a footballer. What on earth do I know about property? Or I was a tennis player. What do I know? Or, or you know, I'm a teacher. What, what can I possibly know about property investing? But when you break it down into the skills involved in achieving success, you can see that actually they're the same skills. Yep. And that gives you a huge amount. When you realize that, it gives you a huge amount of confidence. All I've got to do is learn the discipline itself. Other than that, I can translate those skills wherever I want to, whether that's my yeah. personal life. If I want to launch another business, that's fine. I've got the discipline. I've got the dedication. I've got the routines. You know, And you can apply that to anything. When you look at it in those terms – is quite empowering. And I think that's where you end up with people who are quite prolific with their success in lots of different areas is because they understand actually the foundation to all of that is the same. It requires the same thing of me. And I just need to lean, maybe lean on some good people who can help me in a new area and help me get upskilled. But other than that, I'm bringing the same character qualities to, to to the game. As it were, so so many transferable skills, Mark. That's exactly it. What you said there, it's it's the courage to speak to people because it's all about relationships at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. So everyone who who whatever you are, and whatever you're doing, you know, transferring to, to any property investment strategy, it's all to do with relationships and and having the courage to speak to people, whether it's in the community or the agents or you know, the banks or your, your power team, whoever it is, it's all it's all about that courage and just putting it out there. And you get confidence from that, you know, and that's yeah. that's the way, the, the way I see it is like, I, what, what I'll do in the morning is basically get, go through my physical conditioning so that no matter what I do after that, you know, there's nothing more painful to go through. So, so the hard work in the gym and trying to push, lift something that you can't lift, you know, just that extra rep, like the physicality of that, and then put control, making, changing the sort of the, the cold shower and sort of you deciding and taking ownership of your body and your mind. I think after that, the day the day is limitless because really all you're doing after that is talking to people. 
you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, so, I love that. I saw a statistic recently that said that 80% of your success is from other people. And that, I was like, I don't think that can be right. But it's said 80% of your success is down to other people. So who you're hanging around with, who's supporting you, who's pushing you. You know, I was thinking, you know, when people are resisting being helped to invest in property, right? Maybe they, they think I don't need a mentor because I can do this myself, for example. I think, well, if you were going to run a marathon, you've never run the marathon before, would you just put your trainers on and try and run the marathon yourself? Or would you maybe work with someone who's run many marathons, knows how to train properly, put it down into little chunk size bites so that you can manage certain distances and certain times so that you avoid injury and that you can build yourself up to the marathon. And I'm like, yeah, of course you would do that. Yeah. But the amount of people that would just get the trainers on and like off they go. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking in property, they're like, well, get a deposit, get a mortgage and off I go. I can do this because, well, other people do. But they, they just miss that, well, marginal gain, right? By yeah. having mm-hmm. someone else who's better than them push and and, and direct them in, in in the right point them in the right direction and then kind of push them along that 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 journey and it's not it's not just elite sport is it the, the the message here is not that you have to have had a background in elite sport in order to transfer that into elite property investing it's yeah. about looking at your life in in general and and for sure there will be transferable skills whether it's stuff that you do in your day job or your personal life you know there will be qualities and skills that you have acquired and built up over time doing that that yep. will translate really nicely and it, and actually you know even when you look at quite a lot of people will invest as a couple or you might uh you might do a joint venture something like this understanding the skills that you bring to the table if you like, so that you can complement with other people and you understand within your power team where your gaps are. You know, this is where I'm strong. This is this is what I'm good at. And I need to then bring in other people's skill sets in order to give us the full the full quota, if you like. So it's not this has been inspired by the Olympics. And uh, and and I do find it inspiring and and fascinating. And I love to hear the background and the stories behind the performance. The performance itself is like you say, it's just it's just the pinnacle. But then it's I look forward to the interview. I look forward to seeing the family and and looking at you know having a sneaky peek into what home life's like. Max Whitlock having the um, the pommel horse in his garage during lockdown and all all these kind of stories, you know, because all we see is the glamour and 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 the pinnacle of it. And it's understanding what's gone into that. And I think that there's so much that we can all take from that and everybody listening to this can hopefully take some inspiration from that that you know it's about going out and committing to those day that daily activity those daily actions that will compound over time and will take you to that point where you can achieve the success you want to achieve yeah absolutely brilliant thank you guys that was a really, uh, really interesting chat. I feel I'm feeling inspired actually, and I'm also feeling a little yeah. bit inadequate. Gary, with his working out this morning and his cold shower, <laughs> Caroline, you look like you've either been to the gym or are going to the gym. Or, or I'm, one I'm, or going the the, I'm going to the tennis court today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to get off my backside and uh, and go and do go and go and do something to kick my day off in the right way. But this has been a good start. So thank you for yeah. your time, guys. It's been great. Yeah, to thanks, guys. To you. Take care.
thank you so much for listening. To connect with myself, Caroline, Gary, and a whole host of other active property investors, why not head over to the Property Wealth System community page on Facebook? We'd love to see you over there. And please like and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast fix. Thanks again for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode.